Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You are now entering a critical thinking zone. zone. Thinking caps are required beyond this point. From deep behind enemy lines, deep in the heart of the Midwest, it's your host, Andrew Coppins. And it's time for Critical Thinking. Yes, indeed, it is time for Critical Thinking. Andrew Coppins here with you on this Monday, May 23rd, year of our Lord, 2022. I hope everybody had a great weekend. I know that I did. I got a chance to celebrate some personal successes and um, just kind of relax and enjoy my Tottenham Hotspurs finishing above Woolwich once again. Yes, that's right. Tottenham into the Champions League. Super exciting end to the English Premier League season overall. You had some amazing matches, amazing things going on at the bottom of the uh, EPL table and at the top of the table. It was so, so very much fun uh, to just be able to relax, watch my Spurs just destroy Norwich, and move on to being able to play in the Champions League proper next year. Now, all of that out of the way because, well, how many of you are actually soccer fans? And, well, I don't care. Save your tweets. Save your America. We're Americans. We don't like. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's why we have a 30,000 seat stadium in Nashville uh, that just opened up this weekend. That's why almost every MLS team has its own stadium. Or, I don't know, we packed 65,000 people into Seattle's uh, Lumen Field for a CONCACAF Champions League final. Or why we continue to sell out stadium after stadium for the United States men's national team games. Yeah, sure, we're a country that doesn't care about soccer anymore. But that diatribe out of the way. We have a lot to get into because, um, speaking of gaslighting, which that opinion of a lot of conservatives is pure and utter gaslighting, um, we had a lot of that this weekend. We had Stacey Abrams calling Georgia the worst state in the country while highlighting um, all of the things that are quote unquote wrong with the state. And now there are some fundamental issues like uh, mother uh, maternity, mortality, and, and some of these things in the state. These are not things that people really care about. People really care about um, what Brian Kemp is doing as governor. 
um, especially as Brian Kemp is telling the world that Georgia is the number one place in the in the United States of America to do business. Considering the fact that we as a country are going through inflation, potential recession, you know, all of the things that are going on, being number one in business is probably a very good thing to highlight. And so that's what he's doing. But basic politics 101. Stacy, I, I know you're not listening. I know none of your people are listening, but but here's some unsolicited advice. Stop insulting the people that you want to elect you as governor of the state that you claim to be the worst state in the country. It, even if you believe that to be the truth, you don't speak that out loud. Because even if you are giving the caveats that you gave, right, even if you're doing that, all people hear is you calling them the worst people in the country. That's all they're hearing. If you say that we're the worst state in the country, you're insulting the people who you would like to vote for you potentially, right? Because what is the reality? It was something like, what, 50,000 votes between you and Brian Kemp the last time around? Oh, by the way, you still think you're governor from that last election cycle, correct? So what are you doing? What are you doing? I, I don't understand how you don't understand that basic principle. Don't insult the voters that you're trying to get to vote for you. Also, um, your main crux of 2018 and, and um, the voter ID laws and, oh my God, the, the world's going to end. Um, <clears throat> the, the early voting total is already 153% of the 2018 election and over 180% better than the 2020 election cycle. Hmm. Does that... The, those dastardly voter ID laws are just making sure all those people can't possibly vote. All those, all those minorities, right? All those people who you, gaslighting them, claim are too stupid or too poor to go ahead and figure out how to get a voter ID, yet they can go buy liquor and cigarettes and all that other stuff that you need an ID for, right? Hmm. Turns out you're insulting them and their intelligence probably doesn't play well either. But that's not the only gaslighting going on. We're going to talk about Elon Musk and the attempt to gaslight over quote-unquote sexual harassment claims. Uh, that happened on Friday when before we were able to get together. And uh, sorry, I wasn't able to make it on Friday. Um, just had a bunch of stuff going on. I had back-to-back -back closings and and all sorts of craziness, and I just did not have time to put this whole show together by myself. Now, that having been said, we're also going to talk about the gaslighting of the American Association of Pediatrics, because wow, wow, wow. They're telling us they're going to uh, wear green and, and put the kids first, and we'll talk about that. But before we talk about Elon Musk, before we talk about um, the American Association of Pediatrics, 
What I want to talk to you about is the gaslighting that is going on in our society around this idea of trans identification and LGBTQ identification amongst society. Pat and I had talked about this just a few weeks ago, and we had talked about this weird phenomenon of the nearly doubling, if not more than double, every single generation since they started tracking LGBTQ identification, going from less than 8% to 2% in the baby boomer generation to over 4% in the uh, Gen X generation, in the millennial generation, it's somewhere around uh, 10%. And then now it's over 20% I self-identify as LGBTQ. And we had talked about how that can't necessarily just happen organically. Like as if everybody was always 20% LGBTQ and it's just that um, now it's so safe to come out as lesbian or gay or bisexual or transgender, right? That it's not just that. It's something that is being sociologically taught for our society. Well, Bill Maher, of all people, took this topic on this weekend. And I want, I want to play a few clips of this and kind of talk through all of this for you. Because he points out some of the very same things that I have pointed out and we have discussed here on the show, but also takes it a little bit further. Um, so here's Mar talking about the very uh, study that we have discussed on the show. And finally, new rule, if something about the human race is changing at a previously unprecedented rate, we have to at least discuss it. Broken down over time, the LGBT population of America seems to be roughly doubling every generation. According to a recent Gallup poll, less than 1% of Americans born before 1946, that's Joe Biden's generation, identify that way. 2.6% of boomers do, 4.2% of Gen X, 10.5% of millennials, and 20.8% of Gen Z. Which means if we follow this trajectory, we will all be gay in 2054. <laughs> and then who's going to buy this chair? <laughs> I'm just saying that when things change this much, this fast, people are allowed to ask, what's up with that? Yes, they absolutely are allowed to ask what is up with that. Because data-wise and sociologically, this doesn't make sense if this is just organic, all natural, right? If this is just part of whom these people are, this is exactly who they are and they were that way from birth, right? If that was the case, that self-identification number should relatively stay safely around 10%, okay? That should be where that number is. Could I buy 10%? Yes. Do I likely believe that it is 10%? No. I likely believe that it's somewhere in the 2 to 5% range. That's where most people who study this topic believe this grouping of people to exist. That's where it is, 2 to 5%. 
Could I buy 10% being the number of self-identifiers that way? Especially because we know that there's so many biases in polling. Yes, I do. But 20%? There's just no way that this is happening generation after generation after generation without something else at play. And Mar goes on to discuss it. All the babies are in the wrong bodies? Was there a mix-up at the plant? Like with Captain Crunch's Oops Old Berries? It wasn't that long ago when adults asked a kid, what do you want to be when you grow up? They meant what profession? (laughs) In the wake of America about to lose abortion rights, the ACLU recently tweeted a list of those who would be disproportionately harmed by this. You would think women might top that list. No, wasn't even on the list. Second on the list was LGBT. Really? Abortion rights affects gay and trans people more than, you know, breeders? <laughs> now, as much as some of this is really funny comedy on the monologue, there's also a whole hell of a lot of truth in this. How, how, how is that possible? How is the ACLU saying that this affects LGBTQ people second most? Now, I would argue the the people that this affects the most is probably black women, numero uno. And why do I say that? Because 70% of all abortions committed in the United States of America, all of the murders that are committed of the pre-born, come in the African-American community. And that is a very generous 70%. In a lot of areas, that could be as much as 90%. So how is it possible that people who literally would identify as people who do not biologically be able to breed, right? Because if this was just something that, yes, do they have the parts to breed? Of course they do. Except for gay people are gay. They like other men. Lesbians like other women. It takes what? Sperm and an egg to form a new life. That doesn't happen when an egg and an egg are together, or, you know, a male organ and a male organ are together. That, that, that can't possibly happen. This is the gaslighting that the LGBTQ community is perpetuating upon America. This concept that they are so oppressed and that they are the ones affected second most by abortion. Now, I would argue women are number one. I technically already have made the argument that black women are probably the number one if we want to break it down demographically. But I would also argue, I don't know, men are affected by abortion. Well, wow. How so? Well, there's a lot of people who are in relationships, right, who uh, get pregnant and abortion happens and it affects their relationship forever. It affects their ability to become parents. It affects a lot of things. 
I would argue grandparents or parents are also directly affected by this, right? Because a lot of times their support in pregnancy or lack thereof is an issue that leads to murdering the preborn. But seriously, are we to believe that these are the individuals that we have to suddenly care about when it comes to uh, birthing a child? The answer to that question is all hell no. But Mar also sings a really important tune later on in this monologue. And by the way, it is a nine-minute blistering monologue that if you have time, check it out online. But this is the third and final clip. And it's okay to ask questions about something that's very new and involves children. The answer can't always be that anyone from a marginalized community is automatically right, trump card, mic drop, end of discussion. Because we're literally experimenting on children. Maybe that's why Sweden and Finland have stopped giving puberty blockers to kids. Because we just don't know much about the long-term effects. Although common sense should tell you that when you reverse the course of raging hormones, there's going to be problems. We do know it hinders the development of bone density, which is kind of important if you like having a skeleton. <laughs> Fertility and the ability to have an orgasm seem also to be affected. This isn't just a lifestyle decision, it's medical. Weighing trade-offs is not bigotry. And that's the point. Weighing trade-offs is not bigotry. Saying, hold up, wait a minute. If we're going to do something that is literally irreversible, once you stop puberty in a teenager, you cannot reverse that process. Okay? That's why this is medically important. And that's why this gaslighting of, well, just be who you are. And, and if you are um, playing with uh, feminine toys and, and you're a, a dude growing up um, <clears throat> and you're a, a male growing up, that means that you're, you're likely to just be female. No, there are spectrums of feminine and masculine sociological things that is true, but that doesn't mean that you're a woman biologically because you like more feminine than masculine things. Or you portray a more feminine character than a male character or a masculine character. I shouldn't say male. A masculine character set of traits, right? You like things that are, you like to bake, you like to cook. Not grill, but cook. You like, I don't know, other traits that are similarly more feminine in nature, right? Just because you like those things doesn't mean that you are not a man. Yet, we have my generation who have been taught, hey, respect all of those things, who are now having, or having these discussions. And furthermore, Look at where these discussions are happening. It's increasingly more and more rural middle America. Ha, what? What? What are the odds that uh, the populations in you know BFE Illinois 
have like 25% LGBTQ representation. Come on. The point that Bill Maher is making here is what? We are making life-altering medical decisions affecting bone density. The studies that we do know say that we're affecting you know, their, their ability to have pleasure later on in life. We're affecting their ability to do all sorts of things to really important systems like the endocrine system of the body. We're affecting that for what? The quote-unquote temporary phase of being a teenager. Here's a newsflash. Teenagers are confused about all sorts of things. Why? Because the hormones are raging. They're confused about a lot of things. They're scatterbrained. They're all sorts of things. But the harm that is being done, the gaslighting being done right now in our society, the suggestion that because you're confused means you must stop nature is insane. And by the way, the studies that Bill Maher is talking about, not only do they study teenagers and the effects of puberty blocking, we have also seen the studies of the adults who have gone through these things and the absolute physical pain, the absolute physical problems and the physiological issues that exist from these types of surgeries, top surgeries. Um, you know, he goes on to talk about uh, the, the dick sawing in this uh, monologue. These things create problems. Why? Because science and biology have issues with you messing with them. Yet we're supposed to believe that the next generation is going to be 30-40% gay and lesbian, bisexual, and transgendered. And by the way, Mar goes on to point out that uh, this year's New York Pride Parade, the gay pride parade, right? The, the one that started it all because of Harvey Milk and, and all that wonderful goodness back in the day, right? Just over 50 years old now, has three transgenders and a lesbian as their uh, chairs or the the people running the show or, and, and being the, the grand marshals, if you will, of the parade. The Gay Pride Parade doesn't have a single gay man on it. That's how ridiculously stupid we have become on this. You can't even... Uh, screw you, gay men. That's the message here. You're, you're not even queer enough for the LGBTQ crowd of today. That's the message being sent by this crowd. I want you to think about that. No, 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 no. Two trans dudes and a trans woman plus a lesbian. Huh. Interessante. Interessante representation. So 
At the end of the day, what happens here? Marg gets absolutely slaughtered online. Obviously, slaughtered. But this is how you stand up. This is how you say, no mas, no more of this bullcrap. No more. Because what did he do? In response, he just stood there and refused to back down. Because why? Because facts don't care about your feelings, as Ben Shapiro would say in the past, and does every once in a while in the future. But that's the reality of the situation here. You have to say, no, 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 you don't get to gaslight us. You don't get to do that, especially since we know what little that we know about this situation points to harm, irreversible harm. So before we go messing around and experimenting on our kids in an irreversible way, maybe, just maybe, we should sit here and ask questions. And maybe, just maybe, we should figure out what that harm is and what the risks are and go into these situations as informed as humanly possible before we make them. And maybe, just maybe, that's the reality that we should be living under. I don't know. Call me crazy. Now, speaking of children and crazy, um, the American Association of Pediatrics, they had this tweet out this weekend. AAP's board of directors is participating in Wear Green Day to raise awareness about the children's mental health crisis and urge action to, quote unquote, hashtag, Put kids first. Join us in our day of action. Wait, 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 wait. Wait a bleeping minute. You're going to tell us you're going to put kids first all of a sudden? From the very organization over the last two and a half years, to this day, by the way, to this day, oppose unmasking kids in schools. Have opposed going back to in-person class activity up until about three months ago, have supported the teachers' unions in every way, shape, or form possible in making sure that in-person classes were not taught, and you want to tell us that you're now aware of the mental health crisis in the United States of America with children? You want us to believe that you're putting kids first? When two years ago, we knew already come June of that year that what was going on in our society, regardless of age bracket, regardless of anything else, that isolating, shutting people indoors had really negative effects on mental health, had really negative effects on suicidality, had really negative effects on opioid usage, on alcohol usage, on drug usage. And oh, by the way, um, what group of people had the worst of it? Teenagers, prepubescent children. Kids as young as 10-year-olds becoming addicted to opioids at levels never seen before in the United States of America. 
the rate of alcoholism skyrocketing amongst 10, 11, 12-year-olds, unlike anything we have ever seen before. Why? Because you shut them in, you shut them out, and then you didn't stimulate their educational process. And now we're seeing all of the consequences of it. Testing is showing that they're four, five, six years behind where they should be. Because we spent the past two years listening to you and your recommendations, right? You and the teachers union standing side by side telling us to not go back to school. How dare we do that? And it turns out that everything in terms of the health negative consequences of COVID-19 with these children was negligible at best. They were the least likely to spread it, to get it, and most importantly, to go to the hospital or die from it. Yet, <gasps> and oh, by the way, the teacher crowd that you speak of also happens to be a group of people who could get all of the treatment that they could possibly want and never have an issue. Or more importantly, I don't know, make their own personal decision as to whether or not they want to teach anymore. But you're going to now gaslight us and tell us that uh, the, the children, you care about the children? Get bent. Get bent. You don't get to claim that mantle, that mantle anymore. You don't get to claim it. I'm sorry. That's gone. You are an absolute politicized joke of an organization. Because if you really cared about those kids' mental health, you would have been following all of the things that lowly little Andrew Coppins, a data analyst and real estate agent, could figure out. If I could figure that out in June of 2020, why couldn't you? Because you didn't want to. Because you didn't care anymore. It is an absolute disgrace what the American Association of Pediatrics and what our society writ large has done to our children and is continuing to do to them with these two stories. But the gaslighting has continued in another aspect of our society. And that comes with the story about Elon Musk and sexual harassment just less than 24 hours after Elon Musk says, I'm done voting for Democrats. Mind you, having voted for Democrats his entire life up to this point, or at least his entire time here in the United States of America up until this point. But I digress. Magically, a, a sexual harassment claim comes in, claiming that he propositioned somebody in an airplane and wanted to buy her a horse for uh, performing sexual acts with him. And then settled for $250,000. Now, this is the gaslighting part of all of this. Because if I'm to believe that a real, credible sexual harassment claim was available... 
There is no way in blue living hell that if I was representing as a lawyer an individual in which we had provable sexual harassment on the books, am I settling for $250,000? No way in hell. Why? Because that amounts to about 30 to 40, maybe maybe 20 hours of work, depending on what you're charging, but a really good, high-priced, good attorney that you should be able to find in the case of, this is against the richest man in the world? Um, you should be able to find a lawyer that would do this for about $1,000 to $1,500 an hour, okay? That's the likely charge. That comes to like, what, 25 hours of work? If you had the goods, even a settlement, even a go away, we can't talk about this NDA settlement in terms of actual provable sexual harassment would be in the multi-millions of dollars, 5, 10, 15, 20 million dollars to make that really go away. Instead, the lawyers literally probably never even involved Elon Musk in all of this and said, okay, go away. We don't even want to, to spend our time on this case. It's a nuisance payment. And this happens all the time, by the way, in civil lawsuits. This happens all the time in business. This happens all the time. Does that mean that Elon Musk is a good human being and... and definitely doesn't um, objectify women? No, I have no idea. I've never met the man. But what I do know about this situation is this. If these charges were true, they'd be settling for a whole hell of a lot more money. If the lawyers for the individual claiming this had the goods, they would have had way more money in the mix. They would have demanded way more money. Instead, they were happy for $250,000 because the lawyers went, <laughs> no, we don't have the goods. We're going to get what we can get out of this. And what is, Elon Musk's, what is Elon Musk's response to this? Well, by the way, there was an NDA, which the person who happened to violate the NDA just so happens to be a friend of the person who heard not the person who actually experienced this, and just so happens to be an actress-slash-democratic uh, activist. Where have we... This is where, where I'd ask Pat this, but where, where have we heard this story before? Oh! Brett Kavanaugh knows a thing or two about this type of a claim. This smells to the high heavens. And rather than just talking tail and running, right, what is Elon Musk's response to this? Building up the world's best litigation team ever assembled. And he is literally telling America, all right, I'm cracking the knuckles. And guess what, folks? I have F around and find out kind of money. And we're about to find out. That's what he's doing. He he's literally saying, "No, I've, I've had enough. This is not, this, this stops right now." For every single person who wants to play stupid games, you're going to win your stupid prizes, and we're going to find out who's real, who's fake, and we are done.
And this is not just a story about this particular story for me. This is Elon Musk throwing down the cultural gauntlet and saying, this is done, this kind of bullcrap, this kind of gaslighting, this kind of insidious bullcrap is done. Because what I'm going to be able to do is sue the living shit out of all of you every single time you do this to me. Now, are the rules different with public figures than they are with the regular American? Absolutely, they are. However, you better have the goods when you make this kind of a claim. You better have the goods when you're making claims of actual um, violence or actual law-breaking. You better have the goods. So guess what? We're going to find out if you want to play. You want to play? Let's play. Let's play as a society. And we're going to find out real quick, real quick, if we're going to keep going down the spirit of the age or if it ends. We're going to find out. And my prediction is that in the next year, we're going to have either this kind of gaslighting stop and we start returning to some sort of a normal sociological society or we're fully down this road and guess what you better get used to being different and being okay being different and not talking about it and i don't like that because i talk about it every single day with you monday through friday now speaking of which do not forget you can continue the conversation over on your favorite social media platform, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Getter, at The Coppins Show. And of course, you can find our video version of the show over at rumble.com backslash critical thinking. Just search critical thinking. And of course, wherever you find your podcasts. Thank you so much for joining me here today on this show. Tomorrow is Truth or Fiction Tuesday. So I'm trying to figure out how I want to do this. In fact, what I may do is throw out to you and the audience on Twitter to come up with your truth or fiction statements for me to answer on tomorrow's show. So check that out. Um, and if you've got good ones, I will answer them. If you've got hilarious ones, I will answer them. If you've got sports-related questions, I will definitely answer them as well. But until then, please be smart, be safe, be kind, and as always, Matthew 547.